<laughs> that was Wes with the yawn, folks. Dan, 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 dan. to the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Cole, and I'm here with my co-host slash dad, Jason, and, of course, intern Wes. How y'all doing today? What are you doing? I'm doing good. What about you, Wes? Pretty fantastic. A little tired with a new job, but, uh, it hey. Um, switch jobs is just a whole new world. Oh, man. But it's, I know yeah. it's for a good thing. Good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm loving it. I, I really am. Good. I'm, I'm glad that you're liking it. Cole? Yeah, a couple of weeks off. Did you miss recording? Yeah, kind of. Because we only record once a week, of course, and nothing nothing like it, you know. Well, uh, this first quarter today, um, we do not have any sponsors. Um, so this first quarter today is brought to you by the Barto Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the show and the direction that we're going to go. And, and these things are... Um, you know, they happen with you, the listeners. Okay. So Cole and Wes have no idea what I'm talking about. We're going to talk it out on air and, um, and, and you guys out there feel free to give your input too. Um, I've been thinking a lot and talking a lot to a lot of people about the show. And, and one thing that I want you guys, I wish producer Jen was here today, but, um, she is dedicated to getting in shape. I think she's going out for the football team next year as much as she's training, (laughs) but, um, want to talk about you know moving forward we talked about following all Barto teams and kind of being there for the basketball and you know with the pitcher and baseball and this that the other and something happened early on in the year I don't remember Wes maybe you'll recall but you said something to me are, are you going to go to that and I said no and you asked me why and I said because if I do and then it'll feel like a job and I don't want it to feel like a job um don't remember what it was but you know we still covered it whatever it was and was able to give you know the content on the podcast but for me starting this you know we had an episode where we talked about you know what did you think I'd never in a million years would have you know thought that we could start a podcast and have as many listeners I mean we're the downloads are up around 700 okay the monetizing, we've got sponsors right off the bat. The last interview we did with Freddie Stevenson, it had, uh, last I looked, it had like 184 total plays. That means 184 people stopped and listened to the entire thing. Wow. Yeah. Appreciate so put, all those people. Right? Yeah. It got, Shout out to you guys. got thousands of views. But a hundred and something, oh, hundred eighty some people actually listen to the whole thing. So I say all that to say this, you know, I've been involved with podcasting for a while now. Interested in it as like a hobby, listening to a lot of things. I'm on a lot of podcast social media sites, and the number one hardest thing for a podcast to do is get started. The second hardest thing to do is get guests. The third hardest thing to do is monetize it. Okay. When we started this, Cole, this was to give you experience. And, you know, me being kind of an entrepreneur my whole life, I'm looking at how we're going to make money, how we're going to do this to cover costs and stuff. So moving forward, as far as advertising and stuff, I do not want this to feel like a job. I want to do what we want to do. When we started this, it was about the football team. And I'm pitching to you guys that I just kind of want to keep it there. I want to keep it with the football team. I think there's enough for us to do to cover this team and to give these guys the exposure and, you know, seven on seven leagues and uh, spring football and summer camp. And there's enough for us to do. And there's enough content there to keep it with football report on what's going on with the basketball team and and different things that come up. But I want everything to, to keep going and happening organically. The only the only person that I reached out to was um, initially to come onto the show was Mr. Cobb, mm-hmm. you know, and then Coach Hayde, 
Um, but even Freddie happened organically. He said he'll come on, you know, that day. Everything else is just kind of habit. It fell in our lot. Like, hey, the WBF guys reached out to me, and oh man, that would be great for you guys to come on. And and everything has went so well that I don't want to to change what we're doing. I had a lot of fun with the football team. I think there's a whole experience outside of just the season that we can start to get into and, you know, go into some training things and just different ideas that we can, you know, brainstorm over time. But to cover the basketball team, they play three times a week. You got a daughter playing soccer. You know, we got, if you, if you cover the basketball team, because this question was asked to me was how are you going to cover the girls team? Are you going to cover girls soccer? Are you going to cover girls tennis? Are you going to, so it's not, yeah. a, it's not about, for us, you know, we're just getting together, talking, having fun, following the football team and, and trying to give the fans some content. I don't want to get into a situation where, why do you only do basketball and football? Why don't, well, we report basketball, you know, why aren't you doing wrestling? Why, well, then it gets into a job and then it gets into, well, if we're going to do all that, we really need to push and monetize and, and try to cover costs for Wes's time, my time. Cole, you don't really count, but <laughs> this is all training for you. But Sorry, bud. But I'm not saying that I, I would love to have Coach McGriff on as a, as a guest, the boys' basketball coach. I would love to have yep. the girls' coach on. I would love to have anybody who wants to come on our show, on our show. But I just wanted to keep it going to where people, hey, reach out to us. Our listeners reach out and say, you know, our listeners said, you know, get Maurice on, get Tali on. We're going to do that. So I want to listen to the fans that we have that are supporting us and what they want and keep it to where it's something that we like doing. Cole, you like talking pro sports. Wes, you're a big pro guy and, and Bama guy, and, and I'm a big college guy, and I like talking pro sports, and I like talking all, all things. So my thing, what I'm pitching to you guys is let's, my idea, and I want y'all's input, let's keep it Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast, Jacket Breakdown Podcast, whatever we want to do, but let's continue to focus on our main thing on this football program and spotlighting Bartow athletes. By spotlighting, if we see something come up, we'll try to set something up and, or if people reach out to us and we'll try to do that. You know, as the basketball teams are making runs, as the softball team is making a run, we'll cover that and we'll give you scores and, and that we get. But I don't want to get into a situation where somebody feels left out. We started this as a Barto football show, and that's kind of where I'm thinking of keeping it. So what is y'all's thoughts on that? So basically what you're saying is our main focus for this podcast is the football team. Yep. All right, so I like that idea. Wes? Well, the saying goes, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, as simple Correct. as that is, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, I like the approach um, to continue to cover the football team primarily and then also kind of add in here and there uh, some of the other sports out around Barto, which um, it's no secret that it's not just the football team that's, that's having some success. You know, the basketball team, uh, just for one example, won the state title just last year. Um, so there's definitely some shine elsewhere other than the football team, most definitely. Um, I mean, that's not to note that there's also going to be those bad years as well, which we'll, we'll still be covering. You know, that's the goal. So um, I'm on board with that completely. I, I like the idea. Well, you know, you guys, I'm going to, again, and, and Jen, um, praise you guys because I don't, I don't know, and we talked to Cole a lot, and I think he's starting to get it. But um, when you do a show like this, there's tons and tons of shows out there, the people doing podcasts that don't have listeners. Forget about trying to bring in any kind of money. Now, let me speak on the money thing for a second. I do not feel that it's right. It's twofold. I do not want to solicit money at this point. Um one, because it's 2020, COVID, it's just a crazy year. And then two, you know, it's, we're teaching Cole how to do a business and he's part of the business and we want to teach him how to like 
um, cover your cost and you got your ticket costs and your your transistor to upload and, and host the podcast every week and all these these little tiny bills that add up. So, yeah, you want to cover your cost, but I want to do the same thing with sponsorships. Let it happen organically. The, the couple of people we are very thankful for Live and Love Local and Evolve and Crosswire Electric and Holiday Inn and Elaine Sanders and uh, Excellence Realty. We're thankful for all of them, but I don't want to reach out to them again. We did a football season thing. They all jumped on board right away and did it, and we, we are very thankful for that. But moving forward, I don't want to solicit sponsors. So listeners, if, if you know somebody has a business and you know, they want to be part and sponsor this show, then have them reach out to us and we can go from there and talk it out. So we're not, we're not looking to make money here, but you know, to cover costs and, and to, to pay intern West, maybe lose the intern tag. That would be nice. But, um, at this point, I just feel like keep doing what we're doing and keep putting out good content. That's why I wanted to pat you guys on the back. We had a great season along yes, with the team. Did. Okay, I feel like to, to come and do a podcast twice a week and give decent content and have good interviews and, and stay up with the stats and all that, that is a lot of work too. So you guys did a great job and, you know, this is something that, you know, Wes would be on your resume and Cole, on, when you were applying for colleges, you know, you guys have done a great job. And college? You, absolutely. You put this on your resume for college. You're Roll business, time, baby. Come business on. Business owner and how many views you got and all that, how many listens. It's it's all in, it's important, you know. So yeah, I think that you know sponsors sponsor more sponsors are come, but uh, I just want them to come to us and reach out to us. So if you if you know somebody, um, a business that wants to sponsor or just wants to sponsor a quarter for a shout out for a senior or something like that, just hit us up and and we'll work something out. All right, we're glad to do it. All right, so moving forward to. Quarter number two. Quarter mm. number two is sponsored by uh, <laughs> Cole. He needs the sponsors. He feels left out now. Um, <laughs> I always no. get the energy going at the start. There was like <laughs> no energy, but it's okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm pumped for this episode. So it's been a while. A couple of weeks we took Thanksgiving off, and I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving and um, visited with family and stayed safe. But uh, we are going to touch on some. Some awards on this show, guys. Oh, yeah. So I hope everybody's ready to give their uh, awards out. And we're going to start on the defensive side of the ball. Mm, All Uh, right. So, Cole, who is your defensive player of the year? The quarterback who started against Tampa Tech, Zarion Tali. Zarion Tali. Mm -hmm. He had a great year. Yes, he did. That's why I picked him. Great season, fun watching him play, and and um, you know we came up short against Tech, but he went out there and gave it his all and did the best he could, and I'm and he's holding his head high. So, and that's all we can yeah. thank him for. Great, Great defense. What about you, Wes? Yeah, um, to to note on Tully as well. I mean, he showed he showed a lot of heart and versatility in that game as well. I know that was something I mentioned just a few times throughout our shows early on is the versatility. I know we talked a lot about adversity as well. And go figure, they faced that up front, and Tali was able to go out there and, and put on a show. Uh, not quite the show. Maybe they, they rehearsed, um, but nonetheless, he get, he gave it his all, you know, and and, and went out and, and put it all on the field, and that's all you can really ask for, you know. Um, as far as my uh, election, if you will, for Defensive uh, Player of the Year, um, I'm going to go with the guy... Um, I guess I, I've I've given him this nickname. Um, you might see it on his on his Twitter bio. I think it's on his Twitter bio. He might have took it off. Uh, Mr. Randolph Pennywise John Jr. on the defensive side, cornerback. Um, he's he's just so in, instinctive and plays his position and knows his role so well. Um, it's 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 practically unmatched out there. And then, I mean, you just pair him up with some guys like like Jordy and, and Tolly on that defensive side. And those are more so the secondary. We're not even talking about the D-line, you know, not yet anyways. But you get those guys together, and it's just, I mean, it's it's the, the teamwork is, is is just on another level. It's amazing. Um, but I, I've seen quite the plays from him thus far this year. I think the one that stands out, and he'd probably agree, was that uh, interception. Well, 
maybe, maybe not. It, it was a beautiful interception he had uh, against Winter Haven. They had it out on like the two or three yard line, maybe. Quarterback drops out, rolls out to the right, looks for a quick dump off, maybe an easy first. Long behold, what stands in between him and that that quick dump off is is Mr. Pennywise himself, and he was able to snap, jump up, snatch the ball, almost ran it in, took a, a slight lick from the quarterback, and, and fell short, but. Uh, that play alone really, really show, showcased a lot about his talent and what he's about. And, and again, the first thing I said about him being instinctive, um, and that's why he's my pick there. And that's a great pick because yep. I've been high on him since the first time I've seen him, been talking about him. Um, if, you, if you guys notice, through the last mm, three, four games, even though one of those games is one of them that you're talking about, Wes, um, it seemed like teams were staying away from him, running the balls to the other side. They, you know, I think his stats could have been a lot higher if his film wasn't as good. But uh, it's it's great to have him back there. I'm actually changing my pick as we're sitting here thinking because I, <laughs> when I was looking through the stats, something popped out at me, and I'm going to bring him up. Um, I know he listens to the show too. His name is Andrew Santiago. Defensive end, he played an outstanding year, and and here's the thing, I I know of him, and I know you know I've heard his name called one time at a game, but for the most part, it's just a quiet job of going out there and doing your job, and and when I looked at his stats across the board, he, it looks like he's just solid every game he was out there, just you know making plays, and and I had a lot of tackles, solo tackles. So um, it, w- it was a toss-up between Jordy and a- Andrew Santiago, but I'm going to go with the senior, Andrew Santiago. And um, Andrew was selected to play in a game in Dallas, Texas, too. So I want to find out some more information about that and, and bring that to the fans on one of the next episodes. But there's a big um, kind of like the, the Army – all-American game and the Under yeah. Armour game. It, it's similar to that. Did he not go to play it? I don't. I don't think so. Not yet. Mm-hmm. There, like, there's all star games and um, like there's one January night. So we'll have more information about that moving forward. That, and that's another thing that I meant. There's so much going on with recruiting and these all star games and camps and seven on seven. So we'll have plenty of content. Yeah. Uh, but congratulations to Andrew Santiago on the def- my defensive player of the year. Cole. Want to do offense? Offensive player of the year, offensive MVP. Um, no surprise, it's gonna be. It was a toss up between Lynn and uh, Dathan Davis, of course. But I'm gonna give it to Lynn. Nobody can argue with you there with that pick, and nobody was gonna argue that you were gonna pick somebody I, else. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know if Cole has to say why. To be honest, <laughs> we knew that pick going in. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Maurice Bell. Oh, okay. I like that. Maurice like Bell that. on offense. You know, he. I could have. I could have gave it to Maurice Bell on defense too, but um, offense. You know, he he's just a solid player for us all year back there, and um, that's my pick. Wes, who you got? So um, I really like both of your guys' picks. Can't argue against them. I love them. I think most listeners would would if not agree, they they would they'd be on on the same page. They understand and they'd like those picks. I'm personally going to go with uh, opposite of what uh, Cole was just mentioning with uh, a toss-up between Lynn and Dayton. I'm going to go with the big man himself, Dayton Davis, the wide out the, on the outside. Um, it, the dude just, I mean, he manhandled single coverage every time. It didn't matter who was, who was across the field lined up against him. He did his job. He Whatever whatever his task was at hand, he dominated every time. It was, it was just, you know, and then, and then – for there to be just these plays, goal line plays, and you see, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, you see Dathan out there lined up. Well, fortunate for him, unfortunate for the defense, I should know. And you see he's lined up single coverage, you know, five, five, eight, five, nine. Not, not that every five, eight, five, nine defensive back is bad by no means, but going up against six, five, Dathan Davis, and it's not even just his height, it's the talent that he has. It's, it's so unreal at, the, at his position. I mean, you just knew what was happening, and, and it was crazy. It was like you felt like a fortune teller because he's like, oh, let's go in Dathan here. And what would happen? It would go to Dathan, and it would be a, 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 a fade route. And I was going to say easy. 
for me or any any other individual to to accomplish that, it, you might you know you might go two for ten with with days, and it seemed like he was ten for ten. He nailed it every time on not only those routes but any routes, and not to mention his, his hands incredible. I don't note too many times where you know he really had any drops um, that were on him. You know. So that's that's gonna be my offensive MVP. I'm gonna go with uh, Dathan Davis, the big man there. So shout even, out to him. And you can't even argue with that pick. No, all all three picks were are solid picks, and um, we're gonna we're gonna miss Maurice and and Dathan next year for sure. But yeah, um, I think we have enough weapons coming back, and you never know what freshmen coming in what you're gonna have. But um, definitely two solid ball players that we're gonna miss next season. But it was fun covering you guys for sure. Um, I think we yeah, all agree. We all agree on the special teams. Um, so Cole, why don't you go ahead and and name that one? Ray McKenzie, the kicker. Ray McKenzie, the kicker. So shout out to Ray. You get our special teams award. And and honestly, there wasn't um, a ton of you know options at the special teams. You know, we could look at you know guys that did a great job covering kicks, or if we had a couple. But even if we had. Ray, a guy that ran back three punts and two kickoff returns. I'm giving you the 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 special teams award because your foot and kicking those balls in the end zone and the pooch kicks and, and being able to change it up and being consistent, you know, there was a little struggle early on with the extra points, but once you got down the chip and realizing you don't have to kill it and, you know, just putting it in a 20-yard extra point, um, you were just solid all year long, so you're easy. Um, we all agree that it's Ray on that one. Pooch kick for oh, yeah. the win. Pooch kick for the win. All right. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about this pre-show, but give me somebody that you know you're really looking forward to. I mean, of course, you we're looking at you know Lynn going into his senior year, um, but who is somebody on the team you're really looking to watch next year, and maybe you'll have a, a breakout season. Uh, kind of gotta think. Put on you on the one. spot on this one. Is Marion Baker <laughs> coming back? I think so. Well, then I'm gonna go with the Marion Baker. I know he was out for the last like, excuse me, three or four games, but I feel like he would do a lot better than he did this year. I'm not saying he did bad this year. He did actually really good this year. Oh, he had a great. His stats were great for missing three games. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he will have more of a breakout season. Next year. Uh, if he comes back. I don't know if he's a senior or not. Wes? Well, I've kind of cheated. I've heard from players themselves. So I'm going to go ahead and, and, and put the name out there. Right. I, I, I debate it because maybe, maybe people shouldn't know about him. That way he comes out next year and just, you know, hit, hits the field running and surprises some people and, and people are trying to figure out his name. Uh, but Quavion Bird. Uh, freshman this year, uh, nose tackle, defensive tackle uh, on the defensive line there. Um, I don't I don't think he was in too much this year. As I said, he was a freshman on varsity, um, so that alone, you know, will, will open some eyes for sure um, and attract some attention. But he'll be back next year, and I would like to think that with some of these seniors leaving on the defensive side of the ball, especially on that line there, uh, there's a good chance he'll he will, he'll be a full starter. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think he was this year, but I've heard so much noise about him just from, from people around the community and then even players themselves, you know, the, the quarterback himself, Lynn, Lynn chatted about him. I was able to catch up with Lynn uh, a week or so ago out at a, at a field where he was, he was getting some reps in, you know, trying to stay in shape and, and work on his craft. But, um, I mean, even, even he mentioned, you know, that that kid's really going to be a baller here coming in the next couple of years and. He's going to be a name to, to look out for and, and definitely someone people are going to recognize and know uh, on the defense, on the defense side of, of Bartos football team. Was that the same kid that uh, Freddie was talking about? Yes. Okay. Uh, number 98, Quavion Bird. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a name that isn't going to shock anybody, but I'm, I really think could be – you know, if he puts in the work this offseason, I don't know what else he does, what other sport he plays, but if he puts in the work in the weight room on his speed, first step, all that, could be a game changer next year for us, and that's uh, Simpson, the wide receiver. Yeah. 
Uh, that kid, I've seen being able to see him in practice, and then that last game against Tech and the, and the quality of opponent that Tech was. Um, next year, here we go playing coach again. But next year, you throw Simpson out there with uh, Graydon, and then our tight end was a sophomore. Uh, you know, you, we've already got some weapons for for Lynn, and and we know we're going to have some backs coming out of the backfield. So. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And he doesn't have the height as Dathan, but I, I think he's faster than Dathan, shiftier than Dathan. And um, I, I see where he could have a, a – he had a good year this year, but it could really be, you know, a breakout season for him. So I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. All right. You guys ready to get in the quarter number three? Or is there anything else you want – any other – well, there is one more award I want to give out. So – this is very important. We went to all the games and, and was able to get to some practices. And I'm not a big awards person um, from a coaching standpoint. I would never give awards like this. Uh, so having said that, you know, we're a podcast. We're doing content. We're putting stuff out there from our perspective. But I want to give a shout out to all those players on the team. You know, there's players on varsity called that didn't even probably play a snap. Like that one, that yeah. one big center, that one big offensive line. Yeah, there's one, you know, guy we were watching on the sideline. And I thought, man, he's a big kid, but he, he hasn't had his chance yet. But understand this, the, you know, Maurice Bell would not be able to run the ball through the gaps if in practice the show team players weren't giving them the look at each and every week. Same thing with Lynn throwing against the DBs. And, you know, in, in football – Everybody on that roster is important. And I just want, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you have your Rudy's of the world. Cole never doesn't even know that reference. What? But, you know, you have those type players that are just out there giving their all for the team to be part of it. And then you have players like you, that he's talking about, a freshman that is maybe playing behind some juniors or seniors and just waiting on his opportunity. So I just want to give a quick shout out to all those guys that are out there for the program and uh, putting in the work that, you know, NFL guys get paid decent money to be a, a practice team guy. So, shout out to all you guys and keep working hard and grinding. You get your opportunity and make it count. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, sir. Quarter number three. What we got in quarter number three, Cole? So, we're going to talk about the um, Mike Tyson. Oh, the, the fight, the fight. And then the Jake Paul. <laughs> And this is this is another reason why we have to keep the show the way it is because we got to keep talking about stuff like this. All right, so the fight happens. First of all, Wes, you said you watched it, right? I did. All right, let's start with the undercard. Let's start with uh, is it Logan Paul? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul versus Nate, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Thoughts? Uh Jake's really about boxing. I mean, he showed up. He knocked him out like he said he would. And, yeah, Julia, he can say good job by Jake, I guess. He said he's going to fight Conor McGregor, though. Conor McGregor will kill him. Yeah, yeah no. He's... Conor McGregor will kill him. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hold him until Wes says something. Go ahead, Wes. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't, besides the highlights and then the uh, infinite amount of memes afterwards, Regarding Nate Robinson, I didn't watch the fight, but um, just regarding that fight in general, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not too big into the whole thing. I mean, by all means, do your thing. Um, If if Jake Paul's, you know, getting some success out of it and all, which I'm sure that's why he's continuing to do it, and he probably enjoys boxing as well, and and good for him, but I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know, uh, YouTubers doing their thing and whatnot, and uh, other people wanting wanting a, a, a piece of the cake as well, if you will. And well, Nate Robinson found that out the hard way. Um, that uh, you know you can't take them lightly. And uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really watch that fight. I saw the the memes and jokes about it. I saw uh, the little highlight clip of when he got knocked out. Um, <laughs> but from what I heard as well, how how Nate approached the fight and how he was fighting there in the ring. He just, I don't know, I guess he, he it didn't seem like, from what I heard from other people, that he was aware of what he was even doing. Because they were saying he looked like he was out there in a street fight, you know? 
He would just run going full, at it. full speed with his head down into the guy. Yeah. Like, first of all, you don't play box, right? Which you, I, yeah. I hear you're a lot younger than me, so I hear that you know you still go and hoop on the court and stuff like that. But you're going to play basketball, right? Yeah. You go play soccer. You go play football. But you don't just go play football in the NFL. Like <laughs> you just don't. No. Like you don't play boxing. So my initial thought when I heard about this fight was, well, I knew Nate was an athlete, but it, it, it rubs me the wrong way because as a Tebow fan and a Mets fan, Tebow goes and plays baseball and you got all these people bashing him. You're taking the spot of a minor leaguer and da da And like, eh, you know, he ain't hurt nothing. He, you know, he's not really holding anybody back. I just... You take a YouTube guy and an ex-NBA guy, and the ex-NBA guy's first fight in a ring is on the undercard of a Tyson and Roy Jones fight. It, it just feels wrong to me. I mean, there's yeah. other boxing guys out there that are waiting for their opportunity in the spotlight. And I didn't have a problem when this guy fought the other YouTuber at the forum in L.A., and they sold that out. And those guys made big money purses for that you know, exhibition fight. Um, it made sense putting it on the undercard because you had some, you know, another company doing it. But I'm not a big fan of this. Like, let them, you know, it is what it is. I, I Nate should have kept his mouth shut. And uh, yeah, whoever his trainer is really needs to get out of the sport because <laughs> well, his mouth probably is still he, shut now. Is he like five nine and a three time um, dunk champion? Yeah. 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 But now, now what has to happen is somebody's got to go beat up this guy, like Logan Paul or whatever he is, like because he really wants to fight. And and you know I've seen some sparring videos that he you know after that when I saw him fight that other YouTube guy it didn't impress me. Yeah, no, that other guy. He's been like... training since then, and I even seen him on a podcast with Andrew Schultz where he said that he was really looking to get into MMA. So this is something that the kid wants to do, and I support that. Um, but he's got the cheat code to get there. So if, if he's calling out Conor McGregor, I hope Conor McGregor fights him and beats the crap out of him. Because that's that's a different type of fighting right there. And and I heard he said something about Floyd Mayweather too. Like That would not be a fun fight to watch because Floyd fights aren't really fun anyway, as far as I'm concerned. But I know, you're not going to beat Floyd Mayweather. Imagine he calls out Mike Tyson. No. Mike Tyson, okay, let's get to that. I didn't like the fact that two guys are boxing at a combined age of 104 years old. I think that's what? ridiculous. It's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard of, of, of a 54 year. I think it's 50, maybe 105. I think Mike's 51 and Roy's 54 or vice versa. 52, yeah. And so I ain't, I ain't really with that. I wish they would have had headgear on. They didn't have headgear on. Uh, and it was supposed to be once. If somebody started bleeding, the fight stopped. I don't know how. I'm not here for that. I don't want to see Sugar Ray Leonard fight. Like I don't want to see a Vander Holyfield fight. What? I already seen it. Like they're old. And but but here's the thing. Mike Tyson looked like like if Mike Tyson fought Fury. Wes, what do you think? Does Mike Tyson have a chance to beat Fury? Because I don't think Mike Tyson's stopping. Yeah. I don't know. He, uh, he. I, I never saw Tyson, of course, fight during his prime. Outside of seeing the highlights and some of, some of the old fights, you know, years and years later. But he's he's definitely a, a different fighter now than what he was then. By all means, would he still beat my behind? Yeah, without a doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> but as far as some of these other guys, his size or bigger in their prime. I'm. I can't. I'm sorry, but I cannot give a good answer on that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I want to. I mean, I guess I do want to see it, but I don't. But it. It just seemed to me from rewatching the fight with Tyson. Tyson actually now he's fighting. He's fighting a legend, right? So it's not yeah. like he's fighting, you know, just some scrub that's coming up in the heavyweight division. He's fighting Roy Jones Jr. and he's outboxing him which isn't Tyson's game. So it almost looked like Tyson was a little better fighter at 51 than he was in his prime because Tyson just went out there and knocked people out. 
So yeah. I, I'm good with it stopping now. If this Logan guy wants to keep going, I'll be getting knocked out. Jake, Jake, oh. and you, Jake, fight Logan, whatever. But I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to see guys in their fifties boxing and getting punched in the face and the head. Does doesn't with no headgear as well. Doesn't make sense to me. Quarter four. On the quarter four, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. All right, so quarter four is really exciting me because this is this is like the start and the build up for the big showdown between Alabama and the Gators. Ooh, so, baby! So I think from here on out, we're going to to put a little talk into this game and try to build the game up, even though this game doesn't need build up. But from this show, we're going to build it up a little bit, and uh, as we get closer, we'll see. What we want to do as far as, you know, if we want to have a try to have a watch party somewhere or we just all watch it and record a pot. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going we're going to cover this game pretty good. I think Wes is going to try to get somebody on the Bama side. I'm going to try to have a guest come on, on the Florida side. I'm your guest. I'm you on don't the know enough side. about college football for me. I know. I know how to play. I know how the game works. Well, yeah, but you didn't, yeah. You're the NFL uh, correspondent. I still like the Gators. I know you do, but yeah, stay in it's your lane. It's fun to watch them on Saturday. <laughs> stay in your lane. Wes, do the Gators have a shot at beating Alabama? Yes. If they can step up on defense like they've shown very few times, and if they can have and maintain the fiery offense that we've seen them have the majority of the season, they have a good shot at being able to defeat Alabama. Um, I don't think we have the elite defense that we're used to, you know, having. Um, there's been a few teams, I think it was Ole Miss, who were able to put up like 40 or 50 points on us. Um, and that's why I mentioned outscore us, because they were able to do that, but we still outscored them and therefore won the game. Obviously, I'm sure Nick Saban had a heck of a time, you know, at practice the following couple of days because of that. But, <laughs> well, let's be honest. If, if the opponent scored three points, he probably the same way. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, um, if, if, if Florida can, can, can maintain that, what I just mentioned as far as, you know, being per, in, in other words, they, they have to be on their A game on literally all levels. And unfortunately, um, and this is with any sports team, they have the pros, they have the cons. You know, with Florida, I know the struggle initially, I think, was has been their defense. I'm not sure if it still is. Mm-hmm. Offense, I know, hasn't been too much of a concern with, with Trask playing at, at, at such an elite level, being the Heisman front runner or one of the Heisman front runners. You know, it's been pretty impressive. Um, I think he's putting up similar, if not better, numbers than to what Joe Burrow was putting up at LSU last year, which is just insane because the numbers Joe Burrow was putting up alone was through the roof. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe, you know, we in my time that I was finally seeing another quarterback like him break those records and all that he did. And here's Trash the very next season doing it. So um, if they can play at an elite level pretty much at all, at all positions, they definitely do. Because um, I, don't, I don't think Bam was a team that's going to just – slip up you know what i'm saying um however if they play a really tough team like like florida can be um then 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 they'll give us a run for our money without a doubt i'll admit both of the team's defenses are not very up to par so i feel like it is going to be an offensive standard Yeah. yeah so i feel like it is going to be like a very offensive heavy game i feel like each side's going to score more than 30 points. That's my prediction. What would the Fred, I mean, I remember Freddie said I'd take the over on that game. What do, what do you think the over would be on that? 80 points? It, Probably. 84, you know. I, 75. God, that's hard to take. <laughs> hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an online gambler, but if I was, it'd be hard to take, to take 80 some points. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I don't have to uh, I, you know, it's going to be a great game and, and we'll build up more to it as we go on because Florida still has Tennessee this week and uh, LSU the week after, um, which, you know, both should be wins for the Gators, but we're having a hard time 
coming out the box. You know, we started slow against Georgia, fourteen nothing. We were down to Kentucky. We we're down, you know. So we have to come out and play that, but we haven't done it yet. So there's nothing in my mind that thinks right now with three games left or two games were left in the regular season that Florida can beat Alabama. Now, I, I, you know, after the Tennessee game, I'll, I'll maybe adjust a little bit. But I think when it even we'll see, but and we'll see the guests that we if we're able to get on and, and their takes are on it. But I think even if we were going to play this week, I'm going with Alabama because what? the same way I would go, I went with uh, Lake Wales. You know, until Florida beats Alabama, Alabama's the better team. Like it's uh, not being biased. We haven't beat them in a while, so I will admit yeah. Alabama is the better team. But I, but if I had to pick someone, I'm a biased person, so I would pick the Gators. <laughs> You're biased. <laughs> I'm very biased. We're aware, Cole. All right, so so Cole, <laughs> what's going on with the Bucks, man? The Bucks two um, straight losses. I'm calling it. No, is that three straight losses? No, week we lost week ten. Wait, no, we won week ten. I'm sorry, I thought that was the Saints game. I'm sorry. Uh, we've lost three of our out of our last four games because of yeah. Antonio Brown. Because of Antonio, so so what's look, going- he was on the cover of Madden 19, the Madden cover curse. So it's the curse. Mm-hmm. It's the curse. So seriously, has he done anything in the game? Not no. really. He hasn't even scored a touchdown yet. No. Touched a couple catches. Not not very many yards. Probably like. Maybe fifty. So we're not feeling confident that we'll have another great matchup to to hype up on the podcast between the Buccaneers and the Seahawks. Listen, listen, listen. Because I'm looking forward to that. We have another watch party. You know, like yeah. Listen, our last four games. We're on by this week. So our last four games is Lions, Falcons, Vikings. No, I'm sorry, Vikings, <laughs> Falcons, Lions, win. Falcons. Win. Win. So it should be four straight wins. And if we get those four wins, we'd be 11-5. Okay. Which would get us into the playoffs. Probably not be the first seed. I mean, yeah, we probably won't be first in our division. So you, you still think that matchup's coming? Yes. Do you, do you see the Bucks making any adjustment offensively? Mm, not really. I, I think their offense is good. But um, I feel like we need to have better play calling and better like performance of the play. All right. I'm just, I just feel like Brady forces too many passes. I feel like we need to run the ball more. Ronald Jones is really good. We don't utilize him as much. So I feel like we need to utilize him more and, like, lower the pass game a little bit. I know we have, like, two top top 15 receivers in the league. Uh, we can tone down the pass and we can run the ball a little bit more. Name the last NFL team that won a Super Bowl that had a star wide receiver. Um, was uh, uh, last year, the Chiefs had Tyree Kill. Okay, yep. B- before that, he may be the exception. After watching him last week, <laughs> before the Chiefs, who won? It was uh 2018. So that was okay. I guess a better way of saying why that, am I blanking? I guess right a better way of you know, I haven't been following the NFL as close the last couple of years, but I'll go back to like. Patriots? Julio Jones. Does he have a Super Bowl ring? No. <laughs> they choked at Does Odell Beckham have a Super Bowl ring? No. Does name some more good wide receivers that are out there? Like Michael Thomas, but no. Like you can go like I don't I think wide receivers is kind of a a position that often you need a good wide receiver, don't get me wrong. I mean Mike Evans is a great wide receiver. Antonio Brown's a great wide receiver. Good. But to me, I think it's an overrated position in the NFL. Wide receiver? I do. Why? Because I don't think you need a great superstar wide receiver. I think you need four good targets. Four good targets. You know, somebody who can stretch the field, but you got to have possession type receivers. And and I'm blaming the coaching staff on the Bucks a little bit. I don't see any adjustment. And the yeah. play calling, the the type of plays, Brady's not a throw the ball deep guy. So, you know, you're saying he's forcing some things from the little bit that I've watched. He just doesn't look comfortable, and to me, no, 
So, I mean, he is 42. I don't, that don't have nothing to do with it. It's If you're going to bring in Tom Brady for your team, then you're adjusting your offense to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I, I don't think they've done that. I, don't, I think Bruce Arians is a stubborn old ball coach, and he's going to do what he wants to do. And, and Tom Brady's an a, a NFL quarterback. He's going to do what the coach tells him to do. And, you know, it's a, it's a hard system. I think when uh, Bruce Arians had, I forget the quarterback he had, but he's had some. Carson work. Palmer? Was it Carson? Back that, in Arizona? He struggled in this offense. You know, like it's not, a, it's not what Brady's been running. So now you're trying to, and you got all this talent around to get the ball to. So, you know, after those four games, they may pull it together and, and, and have a little more confidence going in at 11 and 5. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can win all those games. Seahawk update? We're doing good. We're doing really well. <laughs> we, uh, we bounced back after our little rough stretch there. I think it was a four game stretch, or was it a three game? Yeah, it was, I think it was a three game stretch. We were one and two or something like that, or one and three. Um, but we went through a rough patch as expected as a fan. Obviously that's, that's not the greatest thing to go through, but simultaneously you see it from another, other perspectives and you started, okay, you know, it's good. We, it's mid season. It's better to get this out of the way. You normally want to get it out of the way early in the season, but a lot of times it's hard to do that and then be able to still bounce back. So in the middle of the season is good. I'm glad we went through that rough patch. We learned some of our weaknesses and all and different position groups and, and how we play certain things. Uh, but but we've, we've gotten a lot of guys back healthy. Uh, we've been executing. Uh, Russell Wilson is, is performing at a, a lot a lot better level than what he did uh, against the Rams. And I forget the other one or two teams where he kind of struggled a little against and didn't have his greatest performance. The Bills was another – the Buffalo Bills were another one. Uh, two great teams, obviously. Um so we're we're looking good though. I think we have three. I think we're eight and three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we have we have probably the easiest, if not one of the easiest remaining schedules. So I'm not too concerned. Outside of like our last two games, I know we got the uh, we got the Giants. I think coming up. Okay. Then we have the Jets, Redskins, Rams, and then Niners or something like that. Um, the Redskins may not be in there. I think they are. I'm not sure. But nonetheless. I don't have the schedule in front of me right now, but nonetheless, a pretty pretty relevant, you know, easy schedule. So I'm not too concerned. Um, I think we'll win out for the most part. Uh, our big game, our really only big game we have remaining, is going to be that Rams game due to the fact that we pretty much got demolished by them early in the season. So if we lose to them, despite maybe having a better record, they'll take the division, and therefore we'll end up playing a wild card game, which uh, is obviously not what we want to aim to do. So uh, I expect the Seahawks to continue continue uh, to perfect their craft and, and keep doing what they've been doing, which is winning, um, and pretty much win out the season. I know that's their goal, and uh, I think they'll be able to accomplish that. Um, DK Metcalf just reached 1,000-yard club for the season. Congrats to him. That you know We talked about wide receivers a bit, besides like Steve Largent back in like the 70s, maybe 80s for the Seahawks. I don't know if we've ever really had an, an elite level wide receiver we've had a lot of very great ones from tyler lockett who's who's still there shout out to him and and doug baldwin and a couple other guys you know good really good like filler guys or or some good some great never i wouldn't say elite besides like maybe steve largent maybe there's a few other ones i don't know um believe it or not for those who don't know i think jerry rice was with us for like a season when he was like 42 years old (laughs) So that's that's pretty funny, and he was still producing too. Believe it or not, not insane numbers like he was when he was in his prime. But that I think that's a little funny thing to share. Um, but we finally might have one here in DK Metcalf. I I'd hate to jinx it. I'll knock on my wood here, um, but he he might be that guy. And he's looking like it, and only in his second season in the league, and let alone his first season, he almost broke a thousand yards and looked really really well. So. Uh, it's a again as it's been for about the past decade or so, maybe a little less time than that. It's an exciting time to uh, to be a Seahawks fan. How tall is Metcalf? He's like six five. Uh, six three. I think he's like two thirty five or something. Yeah, before, uh, before wait, I have one question to ask mm-hmm. Wes, and I'm also gonna get my answer to this. Since you're a Seahawks fan, you're gonna have the best opinion on this. 
Terry McLaurin or DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf. I say Terry McLaurin because he has a worse quarterback than Russell Wilson, and he still produces numbers like Metcalf does. Look, he has Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins. Like the the quarterback situation in Washington right now is flip flop. What really? And Terry McLaurin. What other what, what other options do they have on that receiving core? Can you name any other receiver? Um, I didn't think so. <laughs> There's I don't your keep answer. up with the Washington football team. Okay. Yeah, who does? I don't know either. But I can't name another receiver. Who's the you Washington name a- football team? <laughs> that's their name. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. But, yeah, Terry McLaurin over DK Metcalf. That's my opinion. So, to, before we wrap this show up, I'll bring it back to Bartow real quick. Wherever Dathan Davis goes as a receiver, if he goes to college at all, or if maybe he goes and plays basketball, um, the basketball called four of the top 20 players in high school basketball in the county are on Bartow's team. Really? And there's arguing, you know, that two of uh, two more should be on it. So, and Dathan Davis is not one of those players that I've heard. <laughs> so, I don't know what Dathan's plans are with school. I don't know anything about his grades or anything like that, but... I kind of feel like I, I, there's not a lot of buzz that I've seen on Rivals or two two seven, you know, two four seven or whatever. So I think that somebody is going to get, you know, uh, either junior college or a, a D two school is going to get a gym. If, if if that kid puts on twenty thirty pounds at six 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 seven, forty pounds, he's going to be an absolute beast. So, especially watching Kyle Pitts, and that's why you guys talking about Metcalf made me think of him. Um, so, it's going to be fun following that and see what happens. Yep. Anything else we need to touch Absolutely. on before we wrap this show up? Not really. Nope. All right. So, next week. We, go ahead, Wes. No, I was just saying, I think we covered it all. All right. So, next week, um, basketball will start up. So, you know, we'll, we'll let you know how the basketball team's going and we'll start working on getting some of these guests coming on for the Alabama and the Florida game and Maurice Bell and Tolly and stuff like that. So, um, fans that are listening, everything's going to happen organically. So, sponsors, if you have anybody, reach out to us. If you want us to put together a, you know, just thinking off the top of my head here, a watch party, say at, the brewery in Bartow or Beef O'Brady's. If that's something that you guys think, that, hey, that would be kind of fun to get all the Bartow Jacket fans together and watch the Alabama-Florida game, message me. I'll try working on putting something together, social distance thing, see if it's a possibility. If you don't message me, we ain't going to attempt it. So <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want it, we'll try to make it happen. All right? Yes, sir. All right, so thank you for listening to this episode of the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Go Bartow. Peace. Have a good night. Go